One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to a new series of the Home Recording Guide. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined by Matt Knight. Hello there. Yes, hello and welcome to welcome to episode two, dear listener. In this series, the same as before, we're going to be attempting to make a track using only what's available to us in Personas Studio One. Matt and I both use Studio One Sphere, which is their monthly program. And dear listener, I thoroughly recommend checking it out because I think it's really good. It costs like sub $15 a month and you get absolutely everything that Personas make for Studio One including like a really substantial and ever-growing amount of plugins. And of course, every time they release something new, you also get that. Kind of like how, you know, sort of Helix works with their updates for new pedals and things. But it's, it's very good. Of course, you can just buy one of the Personas basic two-channel interfaces. They're like £100-ish. Uh, you can get one at your local guitar store and you'll get Studio One Artists. And... Uh, that's their mid-level DAW, and it still comes with a whole bunch of excellent plugins and features. And if you don't want to do that, or if you just want to try things out, I appreciate a lot of you listeners are using other DAWs. And whilst, of course, this is this is about the song, I really have never found anything as musically expressive as Studio One. It just it really works very well for me. So I thoroughly recommend checking it out. And you can, of course, do that for free because there is a free version of Studio One. You can get the simple basic version of Studio One at personas.com. And to be honest, it comes with all the tools you'll need. I actually think very, very few of the plugins, we're only using internal in-the-box Personas plugins for this whole project, except for drums. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure anything we're going to use is are things that aren't available on the basic version. So definitely worth checking out. And, you know, all, all the links you need to get started are in the description of this podcast. And as I said, visit personas.com for more details. But, uh, but ooh, there we go. Spiel what a spiel. Start, that was a good spiel, a long spiel. Um, but, of course, last week, Matt, you and I had Joe Gilder on. Do you know, that's like the most important celebrity to me that we've had on for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because really... he, he taught you to basically um, everything you know yeah. <laughs> uh, for the last series, I, I guess, in some ways. Um, yeah. There, there are yeah, lots no, of people that do Studio One videos, but he was just, uh, he's got such a way about him. He, he, make, he simplifies things. He makes it not feel like 
a lot of producers are, are very, very precious and things get described in very complicated ways. There is another Studio One presenter actually who, you know, I watched a couple of videos for and I was just lost within a couple of minutes of him just making sure he mentioned that, you know, his, all of his things, all of his outboard stuff is professional grade and, you know, just yeah, yeah. just normal producer think- stuff. Joe Gilder just makes it accessible. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? And that, and that's what this series about and the last series is is making it accessible. You know, someone like me who, you know, doesn't necessarily play in a band sort of found, found that spark of kind of trying to do some recording. And, you know, you want that, you want your DAW first and foremost to be easy to use, um, you know, sort of everything at the click of a button kind of inspiring in some ways. I think that's the biggest, you know, speaking for a lot of guitar players, that I know shared their experiences um, in the Facebook group after the last series. It's like, oh, you know, difficult to get started because, you know, so much to plug in, so much to get going, so much new things to learn. And loads of people, I see loads of people using Ableton and loads of people using Logic. And then you hear about stuff about Pro Tools. And uh, yeah, Personas was new to me. Obviously, you said you started using it. You guided through, through very simply. And actually, that's all you need. It's like how to turn the metronome on and off, how to record, how to set up a you know um a track that that is kind of all you need i think it's yeah you know it reminds me bizarre analogy well not analogy but bizarre story i remember when i was a kid we had an amiga which came with sim city and the manual was like 600 pages long or something do you know what i mean <laughs> you it's must like have all, loved of, it. all this stuff that you can do and i think that's the the off-putting thing first and foremost for diving into recording and definitely was the um, kind of hurdle for me was just like you think you kind of have to know everything to get going yeah and you know we said it in the last series I kind of felt that I was always looking to reverse engineer the tracks so I was like you know I've got this idea in my head and it's gonna it's gonna be an amazing song and then like, you spend like two hours on you play it back and you go oh god it sounds awful and then you just kind of never touch it again but you realize that <laughs> there's so many steps in in the process um, and I think the inspiring thing for me was working on that track with you you know you sent some to me i sent some back and then each time you sent it to me it got better and better and you've realized that is the process and you kind of have to stick with it um you know it's yeah. like turning your sketches into a, into a portrait yeah, you know that's... into the final picture and so often you you always think about the the end goal you don't think about the journey that you need to take and actually that journey is probably the most exciting part <laughs> Exactly. It's I like, think. you know, you know, when you sketch people and you draw the the blobs, you draw the blob of the face and you draw the arms in segments and then you go over it with the detail. And then, you know, you add more detail, fine, you know, fine brush strokes and then color like that's that's what this is. Exactly yeah. that. It's just, you know, you build up from something and it's OK for the first few stages to have loads of loads of holes in them like one of the things that joe gilder even talked about on the last episode was was that process that five-step process where Mm. you know one of the the, your first run at things don't use any plugins try to do what you can with panning and volume and you know it's such a it's such a great idea for just um you know for for being able to have a an, an idea of what's going on without clouding it unnecessarily yeah. from the start. And um, I think in some ways, <laughs> although it can be, a, you know, can be a bit of a curse as well, but 
the way that we work now, you know, in, in today's world, you know, nothing is necessarily final until you want it to be. Um, you know, and you can go back and you can rework on things. And I've I've got a few kind of random bits saved here and there, you know, tracks that I just or ideas, and you can start building on those those ideas and um just on a side note we spoke about it a bit in the regular podcast but having something like scalar 2 you know that can help you develop ideas or chord progressions is really good um you know breaking out what i'm trying to do at the moment is break out of like an eight bar um prison in some ways you know i go oh right i've got this chord thing it's it's eight bars long or 12 bars long and then before I go, oh, you haven't really recorded it. And then you sort of always come back to playing it when you plug your guitar in. Now, you know, even having the basics of recording, I can go into a, you know, go into Personas, lay the eight bars down to a metronome in time, and I can come back to it, you know. And that's that first hurdle has just been so inspiring because it's like, right, you can go back to stuff. Um, and yeah, you can keep building. It's It's almost like, playing with lego i guess in some ways there's, there's always <laughs> building blocks and always things that you can do um and, and i guess joe it sort of leads the question that i'm sure many people are, are maybe thinking is um what do we do differently this time yeah yeah exactly because obviously we've we've outlined that we're going to try and not use anything too fancy um uh, which mm. i think is 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 fair enough from from a you know a persona's point of view obviously i think we're, we're going to talk a bit about hardware and and things but you know what what do we do differently for the track i mean what's your approach going to be this time well, I, do you think I, I think there's going to be an interesting kind of almost juxtaposition of what you and i do on this track that i think will be great i'm hoping it will be great and be really interesting for the listeners too which you know you've got this whole idea of being very organic on this track obviously last time we were kind of trying to use the neural dsp plugins mm. But I think this time you want to use all outboard stuff. You want to be very organic, get the most out of your pedal board, you know, your amp set yeah. up. Um, and yeah, that's, I think so. And I think that would be great. And whereas I'm really like, I and, and what I'm going to go on to talk about on this episode and for the rest of this series, I've spent a lot of time, and this is, is ridiculous for me, bear in mind how far down the plug-in hole I sort of, when you know and i've been like yeah plug in a week and like i've been i've spent more money on plugins than anything else in the last six months i had a look in in sort of personas in the personas file in studio one at all the things that can built into studio one and i was like oh, oh there's all this stuff so yeah. you know you talk you talk about being basic actually studio one kind of provides so much stuff that i feel like i i don't especially have to like yeah. it, you know certainly i'll probably i'll be laying the bass down on this you know we went on about that fantastic waves um ampeg plugin that that was normally 100 quid that was free there's a great ampeg svt plugin that comes in empire which is the studio one built in thing and actually you know unlike the waves one it has all like full svt controls um it was kind of a stripped down version on the waves one and mm. it's great i ab'd them today and i was like there's not a lot in this you know you could maybe say there was more headroom potentially in the waves one but like not enough not enough like it was a great sounding bass plug-in Mm. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll talk more about the, the, those other things, but you know, later. But it's not just 
it's not just going to be the the for recording the guitar in there are so many production tools that aren't just functional but i think are creative within studio one so that's kind of going to be my focus this time i think i'm almost i think you're going to provide the music a bit more this time and Mm. i'm going to provide the i'm going to really try and provide the sort of the sugar icing on this one yeah show show just what you can do with you know a very basic software package yeah i think um you know and we spoke about it i think in the episode last week but you know there is always a need for not a need there's always a want for more gear um but it's actually like trying to uh make use of the tools that you've got i guess the phrase you know uh you know a bad workman blames his tools you know i guess musicians are very guilty of that in fact they go oh yeah i've got to have this pedal to make that sound and i'm just like you know we we did the plug-in thing which was great but i'm like i've got all this gear uh and i bought some stuff after the last one you know some stuff to make my kind of setup overall a bit easier and a bit more instant and i'm like i want to use that and i want to be able to just like see how i can integrate it because I think a lot of people listening are probably in the same boat. Yes, there's some people um, that are using plugins, but there's a lot of people out there who have bought an amp and a guitar and an interface and are going, yeah, but I like the sound of my amp. Um, and, you know, trying to get a bit more of that. So I want to try, you know, miking up amps. You know, is there a way I can capture a room sound with the limited things I've got? Uh, obviously, I've got some a couple of hardware synths um that i want to try and integrate as well because i've used a lot of soft synths last time um so you know yes we're going to be working more in the box as you say for the kind of the the polish but maybe a lot of the sounds will come from you know instruments that we'll have yeah and that shouldn't necessarily hinder anyone because everyone's going to have a completely different setup and a completely different set of creative tools um but yeah i'm 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 keen to explore that a little bit more and you know i know we talked about reamping last time well that's actually trying to do some dry stuff and reamp it through some amps and mic it up and try some different things i think that could be really good i think reamping is going to be kind of the name of the game Uh, you know especially if you want to use real world stuff i'd really like to be able to have access to the kind of the clean uncut versions of the things you play to run through the studio one plugins to kind of Mm -hmm. the the, the amp sims to provide sort of textural difference to to the yes and um (laughs) you know talking about a bad workman that that blames his tools i do have to confess i did buy one more bit of equipment for us for us to uh, to use and uh, on this so um a friend of the podcast uh paul from um the studio rats uh, youtube channel is well worth checking out listened to i think maybe a couple of the podcasts or the last series we were talking about 500 series and falling down that rabbit hole and he was like oh i've got a spare box that you can that you can use which you sent to me and i was like well i can't have an empty 500 rack in my um you know, in my studio, I've got to get at least one module. So I've done a bit of research and I've bought the uh, Cranbourne Audio Camden. Oh, you got it. Oh, yes. you got it. Fantastic. Um, so this is a 500 series microphone and line level preamp with um, all built in the UK. And it basically uses a unique control they call the Mojo control that's designed to kind of give the feeling of 
different transformers which can really alter the sound of a preamp um, and a couple of different styles and you can reamp through it obviously you can plug a microphone direct into it so what i'm going to try and do is capture guitar di's through it and then i'm also going to reamp guitar sounds i want to be able to reamp guitar sounds and then the mic'd cab also run through it um, but what I'm going to try and do is try and send you both. So I'm going to go into a DI box and run oh. one line through that and then one without. So you've got one with the preamp, one without. Um, and what I also want to try and do is capture sounds that are like wet, dry. So I want to send, you know, reamp stuff through um, a speaker cab that's got reverb and delay on it. And then just one that's completely dry that might just have the distortion sounds or something on it. You know, so start to kind of get that in the mix as well a little bit more. Um, but you know, loads of, loads of ideas and just being able to have the studio set up or your setup ready to go. So you can kind of quickly plug stuff in, uh, that's um, the I thing, think it's been it? the name of the game really. And, and I've sort yeah. of spent a bit of time doing that. I definitely would like an interface with, uh, I know we were talking to personas about some with, you know, a couple more inputs and a couple more outputs. Um, but what I've got at the moment, you know, will will be fine. But yeah, definitely having everything set up is, I think, is the name of the game for yeah. this one. Last time I was so green to everything, um, you know, and going, oh, you know, yes, I'll just work in the plug in, and I, and I, I don't think we maybe gave ourselves enough time in some ways like because you know i was so new to it and you're like here's the track and, and you kind of did a lot of the polish i think this time you know you can spend a bit more uh evenings and weekends going right let's really try and do something yeah um a bit different i, I think i think last time we were kind of the aim was to make a track like that was it like the aim was can we record something across the four weeks of this podcast that sounds okay and that was mm. kind of that was it whereas this time i'm like we should make something really good like we should r try and actually polish this as much as possible and make mm -hmm. it as mm -hmm. good as we possibly can um and i'm i'm really up for the challenge as well because you know as much as obviously i'm not going to be using the isotope plugins this time for mastering and whilst i absolutely love all the isotope plugins the thing about ozone 9 which is their mastering suite is it kind of does it all for you it has like a mastering assistant and it really like you play it the track and it goes yeah you should do these things how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And then some of it, it might get slightly off, but, you know... Not really. Like you might just accentuate a couple of things that it's done or mm-hmm. minimize a couple of things, but that's it. So there's no there's no intelligence required from my perspective. And this time it will be all down to my ear and your ear. And I think that's yeah. that that's kind of more exciting in, in many ways. Um, yeah, ab- absolutely. So I think um you know, I think obviously next week when we've got a bit of a track together and we'll talk about some of the processes that we've done to record certain parts. I mean, before that, and obviously the um, the scratch track, as it were, I mean, I guess we're trying to go for a, maybe a slightly longer track this time so we can try and maybe have, you know, a couple of extra parts in there so we can try and do something a little bit different. Yeah, I think we should try and aim to make this maybe like a, a, a sort of a more two and a, yeah, two minutes, two minutes, 20 sort of length and maybe do like a verse, chorus, middle eight, you know, chorus, chorus, I don't know, what do, what do regular songs, <laughs> what do regular songs uh, Well, that's, that, that was what, that was kind of the next bit because obviously I know you use, um, do you use addictive drums? Is that what you use? I do, yeah. I Addictive drums remember, too, yeah. yeah. And you and, use and Easy Drummer. And I use Easy Drummer. And I don't know if it's the same for you, but Easy Drummer has like a suggested strong song mode. So you can be like A, A, B, C. And it will just like huh. give you some give you some options, which I've found as a really good creative tool. So I would say for anyone listening who's like, you know, taking the maybe listen to the last one this time they're actually going to take the first step, you know, inspired them to kind of go, yep, right, I've got the gear that I need. I, you know, I said this in the main podcast, but having a good bit of drum software, um, I've actually found really inspiring because there's nothing better than playing to a band and actually playing with a bit of rhythm. It changes the way, like I found in the last series, it changed the way I came up with parts because of the way that the, the drums went. Um, so having a good bit of drum software is really good. Easy Drum, I think they offer like a free 10-day trial. And then to purchase it, I think it was only like 129 euros. But yeah, definitely having something that you can use to try and write that um, has been super handy. And they have a bit of a song creator mode in there. Um, But I also know, I think we spoke about it in last week's, that Personas have the same thing, right? So you've kind of almost got like a song arranger mode on the timeline yeah um yeah it's difficult difficult to explain to the listener without seeing it but essentially in the bar along the top you can ascribe a a section say like bar you know one to eight you can say that's the intro and the next eight bars that's the verse but then it means that becomes the verse so you can then literally take that section and copy paste it later on Mm. as the verse which obviously you don't want to do you know you want some organic movement in the 
in the sections themselves but when it comes to bass like a basic synth chord progression and drum parts you certainly can move those around just like mm. that you know so yeah and just let the organic the, the the sorry the guitars and the vocals be the organic thing over the top yeah. yeah and and I, and I wonder actually for for drums this time one thing i wanted to try is maybe if you because obviously i don't think we're going to be able to necessarily share a drum part because obviously we're using two different drum programs mm, but if you yeah. had the drums and split them out i'm wondering if i could then reamp like the bass drum through um you know through my preamp uh, that i've got or, or some other hardware or try and do some other things because previously you just sent me the wav files yeah and i'm wondering right, yeah. if this time we maybe share some of the stems so we can actually try and reamp something or do some of that as well and, and kind of share maybe a bit more of the project as though we were collaborating on it more in depth rather than me being the session musician as you will and providing <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the parts to you yeah, we can definitely be way more organic on this. Yeah, I think the the drums will be the interesting thing for us to start, and we'll hopefully, you know, by next week we'll have a rough kind of drum guide, certainly for our initial the initial things that we're going to do. Can um, you write it in four four though, Jay? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> what was it in last time? Six six eight six six eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll we'll aim for four. I don't I don't know if I can do it, but when I when was the last try. time we wrote a song in four, Joe? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I, th- I think maybe you know probably a similar a, th- a similar style. I, you know, it, it kind of seemed it seemed to work, and and obviously a lot of our hardware and our you know our ideas come from that that similar vein. But yeah, definitely be good to kind of um, try and lay some some hardware synth on it. It's something I kind of want to do, and I know some people do mess around with with synths and um, you know trying to use the gear that we've we've got. It'd be great to to reamp some stuff through the space echo for example you know if we're going to put space echo on it um i don't know if there's something there's probably something similar in personas but it's like if we've also got the hardware let's also try and do that yeah yeah um, well, personas actually well. do yes kind of kind of provided on uh um on on personas that plugins that are built in they do their analog delay and they also do their chorus which are very much you'll see if you open them up they're very visually based on a, a big old sort of you know tolexed head chorus and tolexed head delay so you know <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah they're, they're very much sort of roland imitations and they're great they're obviously very very flexible I love when you get plugins that lay themselves out like gear that we're familiar with. And and actually, that's something that Personas have only started doing recently. In fact, those two products did exist previously on earlier versions of Studio One and just had a facelift. And I think it's maybe this is the separation between guitarist or at least, you know, kind of musicians using... Sorry, everyone's a musician. I mean, uh, uh, band-style musicians using a a platform and maybe electronic musicians using this platform is that we are used to looking at totally different style things. And if you can just lay it out like the way it would be laid out on a, on a rack controller, on an amp head or on a pedal, then that's much better for me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what, um, for your, for your bass stuff, Joe, are you going to, are you going to try and work all in, in the box then through Empire? Yeah, so I think I am going. I'm probably going to use now. There's only one, but ba- I mean, Empire. I love. I think Empire is really good. Actually, you know, I I left I left a, a studio one up so that I could sort of talk about stuff whilst we're doing. Yeah, Empire. I think it's really great. It's really simple, and I kind of I almost like 
that they've gone that simple route. Like if you get things like Helix Native, obviously, or um, or uh, oh god, I forgot Positive Grids version, their BIOS yeah. amp and BIOS yeah. effects. Like it's just there's a lot, you know. There's a lot, and you can change everything, and that's wonderful. Obviously, I do love that about both of those products. But sometimes when you're that's great when I think you're on a pedal board and I want to be able to control every nuance. But when I'm building a song, I'm thinking of a bigger thing. So mm. actually less controls is better. And Empire makes things super simple. I really like it. So um, so when it comes to heads, everything you get with Empire is their MCM 800. Well, you can guess what that is. So that's a Marshall JCM. <laughs> their, their dual amplifier, which is their rectifier. Um, which is, you know, really good. Uh, the graphics for all of these things are beautiful as well. They're very good. I know that doesn't matter, but they are, they're very good looking. And then you've got the VC30, which is their AC30. Um, you've got the uh, their their black front twin um, and the amp STV. Um, and then you can control kind of cabs within that. Um, and there are there are actually more cab options than there are head options, which is quite quite nice so you've kind of got a few more things that you can flick through there but for me i found i was using like their um i was just using their black fronted so their fender style uh deluxe with the matching speaker i didn't get any more adventurous than that but for well, guitar sometimes. Time, I was like, it was, yeah yeah need, exactly <laughs> exactly exactly but yeah they're they're kind of those empire plugins are very very good and it also comes with a it comes with pedal board, which is a separate platform, which has, you know, things like uh, the Chorus One, which is, you know, the the original Boss Kidney B, uh, not the, the original Boss CS1. C-E1, um, yeah. CE1, sorry. And uh, you've got the Tube Dreamer and things like that. It's got a bunch of stuff where you can obviously see where it's lifted from, but they're really good. They're actually very strong. The, the pedal board I like using individually just to add effects onto other things separately is you know just on top of what you get here but it's very good so i might well use the um you know empire for for my bass tones but there are some other things and the thing about bass is you don't always need an amplifier for it a lot of the times you need a great di or something like that and one of the things one of the things that personas have added to studio one is a uh, a plug-in emulation of a discontinued, very sought-after rack channel uh, FET channel strip that they that Personas used to make, the RC five hundred, which is absolutely fantastic and like all their stuff comes with a bunch of presets if you're not sure quite what to do with it so they've got guides for where you might want it for a clean electric guitar where you might want it for a bass for a kick drum and it's such a wonderful all-purpose channel strip and i know like there are other things other things that i use all the time stuff like the fat channel on personas which which gives you all of the same sort of compressions and eqs not the same but you know similar sort of compressions and eqs they have other sort of like a pro eq is another plugin on there they have Several plugins that are all doing the same thing, all manipulating the same things. But coming back to what I was talking about earlier about how I like things that look like real world gear, the RC500 plugin visually looks like a rack control and it puts everything just in front of me, not on separate screens. I can see my compressor, I can see the attack, the threshold, and release. And if I'm honest, 
those are the only controls I care about on a compressor. And no, I don't need to see some wiggly line that's showing me what it's doing or where (laughs) it's compressing. I just need those three controls. A VU meter is actually quite nice, and the RC500 has one of those in the in the middle then you get a preamp with gain and and master on it and a couple of like cut switches and then you've got your eq which is semi-parametric so you've got kind of like a uh, you've got like a it's a three-band eq essentially but you can apply gain and a peak shelf to all of the to each of the three um individual elements and of course you can bypass both the compressor and the eq and then just use kind of the main the the preamp of the pedal to warm things up so it's very very organic very versatile but also very old school it's kind of doing the Mm. same thing that you'd use three separate plugins for in one and i really liked it yeah, it's it's kind of like um, I mean, doing a bit of research into the five hundred series and, and and sort of understanding a bit more. It's a bit like you, you've got this massive, you know, super high quality studio desk in front of you, and each strip is a mixture of a, a preamp and an EQ and, and maybe a compressor, um, and it's building a. This is a, a rack thing with. A, you know, one U rack unit with three slots. It's like building a channel strip. Yeah. So like you say, you know, a lot of great tones are base, you know, into a DI, basically into the desk. And it's what's coming out of the, it's what's coming out of the desk um, yeah. in some way. So, I, you know, I think it's kind of nice that they've built it all in, you know, something like compression, semi, um, semi-parametric EQ. You can turn it on and off. You can just adjust it quickly. You can go does this work does it make it sound better does it not and turn it off without having to have loads of um loads of plugins and i think it's good that you're sort of looking at that and i'm looking at trying to capture the best sound possible for you to add the 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 polish as we say because um i think i want to try and use as little plugins as possible because i want to see what i can do with my hardware and you're obviously trying to do as much as we can in the box and i think that's a really good marriage of what a lot of people are going to be doing at home, yeah, you know, yeah. because you know you get a door, you know, and you get personas, and you go, there's loads. Oh, there's just there seems like too much, too many options. So it's like about learning the basics, and then you start going into plugins. Like, where do I even start? Have I dragged the plugin into the right place? Uh, you know, and you start thinking, oh, people are talking about you know buses and all of that, and loading things into you know groups. You almost kind of yeah want to step back from that, have something that's just like super simple. Just drop it on like a strip, like the RC five hundred plugin, and go right. Okay, turn compressor on and off. You know, right it does that turn, and it's all in one thing. It just makes it so much, so much easier. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I completely agree. There, are, I mean, there are a couple of other like uh, built-in plugins from Presonus that I really want to kind of make use of. I'm actually going to do something now. I'm going to play a little sample on the on the podcast. Obviously, Matt, you won't hear this, but I'm going to play you, dear listener, a little sample of uh, of something I recorded today. Just a little guitar line using the groove delay. I'll play it first, and then I'll talk about it. Here it is.
that that's just that's the groove delay which we've got available to us in Presonus. And what it does is it gives us four independent delays that we can control within one plugin. And if we want, we can add a filter to each of those. I didn't actually in those. I just I left the cut off and resonance for the filter in the middle because I was kind of trying to create a rhythm, almost a rhythmic drum part by which I could kind of play the guitar to. But four separate individually controllable delays in each of those delays you can control kind of where they are in line with the tempo of the of the track so so where they're going to repeat how they're going to repeat their sort of their their how they pan you notice that if you were listening to that yeah. on headphones dear listener that was panning all over the shop their feedback and this is i just everything about that was like this is such a dead simple plugin and it's just one of the built-in things it's just very cool i would like to find a place for that somewhere but the thing I am most excited about um, on for, for this entire thing was when I discovered, uh, first of all, the Open Air, which is one of their, it's a reverb plugin uh, on Personas, but it's an IR reverb plugin. Cool. Yeah. So... I, I was looking into this and I was like, oh, and there's another plugin which you can use alongside it or you can use alongside it, Empire, which is um, the IR Maker um, uh, plugin on uh, for, as part of Personas. And I was like, absolutely fantastic. That means I'm going to be able to, I can... I could actually make my own IRs for Ampere. And I was like, it's wonderful. Maybe I can get Matt to like do one of his cabs or something. And I can, uh, you know, I can, I can use it in that way. But then I looked into this and I was like, oh, you can, you can do IR reverb plugins using, mm. using this. I, I didn't know this at all. So I was learning how to do it. It's very easy. All I need is my very simple interface um, alongside you know, my laptop and a microphone of my choice. So, you know, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking of finding somewhere like quite close to me is there's uh, Arundel and uh, Arundel has a, has a castle and it has some ruins outside that are kind of semi covered. Um, and I remember those being very echoey. So I'm going to go down there with a microphone and my laptop and interface and using this plugin, I can basically set the mic up, and I can record. Um, I can I can send that sweep uh, through the microphone to record the ambience of that room, and I can save that as an IR, which I can then load into um, uh, into Open Air. And we can apply that as a reverb on anything, on, you know, maybe the kick drum if we want, maybe some it's guitars. So, it's so mad. It's, it's so mad that you can do that, you know, and just like you can record the reverb of like a bin, you know, or trash can to our American listeners, um, you know, and all that sort of mad stuff. And like you say, there's just so many creative tools within Presonus already. And it's just about knowing how to use your tools. I mean... Don't get me wrong. I like having lots of guitar pedals and lots of amps um, and all of that sort of stuff. But some of the best players have had the same gear for like decades and just know how to get the absolute maximum out of everything. It's almost yeah. like, you know, a guitar player 
um, I don't know, like Joe Bonamassa, who's just plugging straight into a twin. You know, he did a whole a whole tour, which was just a guitar plugged into like two amps, and it's just yeah. a, and about knowing everything between your the relationship between your guitar, your playing, and and the amplifier. Um, and then you know, the more you use it, the more you start to discover, and the more that you can kind of get out of it. Um, so I think that's definitely cool. I mean, last time I know you got some free, um, almost like field recordings or sound clips. Yeah, that's right. I thought yeah, it'd be quite cool sound. to use, um, like the Spire to just go out and just record the ambience of somewhere. Um, you know, uh, over the course of like, I don't know, a weekend at the park or something like that. Just let it run for a bit and then see if we can kind of use some of that. Um, you know, capture some talking. I mean, obviously we can't sit in anywhere to like eat, but it'd always be cool to like capture the sound of a restaurant and then just run it through a bunch of stuff and see what sort of things you can do. So, yeah, you know, I think there's um, there's going to be a lot more, hopefully a bit more experimentation this time. And I'm hoping it will lead on to us just doing more in general and just exploring more of this, um, you know, from beyond this series as well. And who knows, we'll maybe come back for you know, season three and season beyond. Four. Season four, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, th- I think yeah. there's a load of things, a load of things that we can dive into. Great. Um, I guess yeah. the next thing is is maybe, you know, Joe, you kind of need to come up with something basic and send it over and then, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's excitement about not knowing what you're going to send and then I'm sure there's probably the same thing for you knowing, not knowing what I'm going to send back to you in some yeah. ways i'm hoping this time i can send you di's and then my idea for sounds and effects at the same time um so maybe you can manipulate a di and use a plugin if you want but then you've also got the kind of affected sounds as, yeah um yeah. as well i think um i mean different i i, I watched a, a short interview with tony Sconti, who did a lot of the the Bowie stuff, including um, he did my like favorite Heroes. Bowie record. We talked about that last time, didn't we? We he did, did, yeah, uh, yeah. The the man who sold the world, yeah. And uh, you know, he was loads of people always say, oh, you know, you'd never record, never record the effects to to the track, you know, separate track. And he's like, no, we record everything. It's part of the vibe. Um, and I kind yeah. of, I kind of like that. So I, you know, I think we're both going to be coming at it in slightly different ways, and I think it's going to create some interesting ways that we we deliver the the kind of final result yeah i agree well let's uh, you know this we'll we'll wrap that up dear listener for for this week and i think me and matt are going to go away come up with some ideas next week we'll have the bones of a track down for you and you can kind of let us know what you think and in what direction and we'll be able to talk to you about you know the the real world things that matt's done and the stuff within persona studio one that i have done um so as as always you can check us out on patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds or any of the uh, major social channels come and join us join the guitar nerds group on facebook and let us know what you think about this series and you know what you'd like to see from us on the remaining two episodes of it thank you very much dear listener for tuning in we'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery farewell bye-bye Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, 
there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 